It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend, Beyonce could get sued by Franklin the Turtle. Pitbull's opening a hot restaurant in a Walmart. Travis Swelsey took their romance to the zoo. Ben Affleck and JLo's new documentary is the greatest love story ever told. Plus, I call a paparazzi on a stakeout and you'll never look at celebrity pictures the same way again. The more intimate they are, the more money you're going to make. So if they're holding hands, boom, 10000 If they're kissing, add another probably 10000 to that, right? The paparazzi is here. Let's stumble into the front seat of a car with Paris and Brittany and do this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Girl, let's phone a friend with Jesse Crookshake. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank, back with another mid-season banger. Before we officially launch season two on March 14th, weeks away. Jason, my producer, better be doing his vocal warm-ups as I speak because you better believe I'm dragging him back on here with me in just two weeks. I, as you know, have been very busy prepping my stand-up special, um, having night sweats about my stand-up special, all of it. Uh, now, all three shows are sold out. I think we just released a handful of new tickets for the Toronto show, so if you still want to come, I would look at Ticketmaster.ca right now because they're going to go. But I've, you know, also just been really busy going out. Okay, for some strange reason, I have been invited out 
every weekend for the past several weekends to birthday parties, to mom's nights, dinners, a preschool fundraiser. Our friend had like this big casino night. And here's what I realized. It has been so long since I've gone out to anything that is not a child's birthday party from noon to 3 p.m. I don't know how to go out anymore. First of all, I don't know what to wear. Okay, I have two types of wardrobe. I have everyday post-COVID Jesse wardrobe, which is leggings and a sweatshirt or jeans and a sweatshirt. The other day, I was getting dressed for school drop-off and I tucked my sweatshirt into my leggings, looked in the mirror and thought, ooh, that looks hot. That was a thought I actually had. Wow, that sweatshirt tucked into those sweatpants looks hot. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a I'm in a dark sartorial place. Then I have show Jesse wardrobe, which is what I wear for TV, for hosting events, on stage, on camera. Some of it is mine, some of it is borrowed, but it's all like bright, big prints, over the top, statement, fashion, like bonkers shit. I have nothing in between. You want me to come to your birthday party at a West Hollywood hotspot wearing what? Will the bouncer let me in if I tuck my sweatshirt into my leggings? I need to know. When I have to dress up now, I look through my closet and one thing becomes abundantly clear. And that is, all of my cute clothes were purchased in 2016 or earlier. Okay? Pre-kids. I'm like, is this bow blouse with flared jeans and these pointy boots I bought in 2016 still cool? I don't know. Do people wear blazers to the club? I'm not sure. But I'm going to wear it because I have no other options. Have not gone shopping since birthing my three children. I also discovered that I don't know when to arrive when I go out. Okay? My friends with no kids, let it be noted, no children, invited me to their big black tie casino night party in the Hollywood Hills. I mean, this is so fun. I love celebrating an occasion with a party, and I love a theme. So I got into it. I borrowed a sequin dress for this one. Evan squeezed into his tuxedo from our wedding, which occurred 10 years ago. And after we finally got the pants buttoned up, okay, it was a team effort that required like safety pins and like me screaming at him to suck in for four minutes. We quickly realized the entire right sleeve of the tuxedo jacket had been eaten by moths. Okay, that's how long it has been since the two of us have dressed up formally together for anything. Our formal attire had been eaten by moths. (laughs) So Evan now has to pivot and find something else, and I'm panicking because it's 6.30 p.m., and the invitation says 7 to 11. And maybe I'm from another time, but when a formal invitation says something starts at a certain time, I assume that is the time the host would like you to be there. So I try to arrive at that time. So now I'm yelling to Evan, like, just get another blazer. Try the blue suit. Do a cardigan. I'm trying to get my kids to bed. I am breastfeeding a damn toddler. I'm getting the childcare sorted out so that we can leave at 6.45 and arrive promptly at 7. So we pull up to this spectacular house 
in the Hollywood Hills at 7.15 p.m. And I am so embarrassed that we're late, okay? I'm like ready to make an excuse about the kids or blame it on the babysitter. We walk in the door and there is no one there. Not even the hosts have arrived at the party. The staff is there. The bartender is ready to mix us a drink. The caterer is ready to serve the food. The blackjack and craps dealers are standing alone behind their empty tables. Not a single guest has arrived. 15 minutes after the start time of the party. Finally, our friends whose party it is get there and like slowly a few people start to trickle in, but most of the guests didn't arrive until I want to say like 8.30. And the party does not really get popping until about 10.30, which is exactly when we have to leave to relieve the babysitter at 11. And as we're leaving and like the music is bumping and like people are still arriving, I'm thinking the invite said 7 to 11, but it is very clear this party is not stopping at 11. It's just getting started at 11, which is way past my bedtime, and now I'm confused. Who is doing parties right? Phonies? Me or the other 100 guests? Are you not supposed to arrive at the time the invitation asks you to arrive? I don't know. Like, I understand a 15-minute, even maybe a 30-minute grace period, okay? If I host anything at my house, which again, it's usually a a children's birthday party, and I want people to be there by 3, I will always call it for 2.30 because I know people are going to show up late. But showing up an hour and a half, two hours late, is that okay? Like, now my question is, if an invitation says 7 to 11, Does that not mean, like, show up at 7 and the party ends at 11? Does that just mean that this is a window of time and you can arrive at any point within it? I don't know. It's been so long since I've gone out. I honestly don't know how it works anymore. Please, DM me. Leave me a voicemail. Explain having a social life to me. Either way, we had a great time, and we were happily out of our formal wear and in REM sleep, as I'm sure the remaining 98 guests were dancing on the blackjack tables. And that's where I need to be in my life, in bed by 11 at the latest. Happy to go out. Please continue to invite me places. (laughs) But happiest if I can be at home, tucking in my pajama top to my pajama bottoms hot at a reasonable hour. And that brings me to my one thing. Yet again, I'm breaking all the mid-season rules and sneaking more than one thing into my one thing by cleverly putting them all in one category called Now That's What I Call Music News. Now That's What I Call Music News. This week, huge artists like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, and Pitbull made very small news. Okay, like these are inconsequential, petty stories that I can't stop thinking about. And I'd like to start this segment as I like to start most things in my life. With Pitbull. So as I was scrolling Instagram last week, a headline appeared on my feed that I am going to read to you. It says, Pitbull's new restaurant will be in a Vegas Walmart. (laughs) So much to unpack here. First of all, I was not aware that Pitbull had any restaurants, let alone a new one. Second, the aforementioned new restaurant will be located inside a Walmart in Las Vegas. 
As I have mentioned, I am going to Las Vegas this May to the Lovers and Friends Music Festival because I'm just, you know, like I go out a lot to lots of like hot concerts and just like Vegas is kind of my scene. Anyways, I'll be in Vegas this May. So I clearly immediately texted my girls chain and said, ladies, I know where we'll be dining. But when we went to make the reservations at Pitbull's new restaurant in the Las Vegas Walmart, we discovered that Pitbull's new restaurant will not actually be in a Las Vegas Walmart. It will be in a Henderson, Nevada Walmart, which is a small town adjacent to Las Vegas. So to clarify, Pitbull's restaurant is not in a Vegas Walmart. It's just in a Walmart, period. But if I can take in the spirit of Pitbull and shop some great deals on everyday essentials while I'm at it, might be worth the trip. Next, a Canadian on TikTok went viral last week for claiming that Beyonce's Texas Hold'em sounds the same as the Franklin theme song. First of all, I did not realize Franklin was Canadian. Did you know this? Truly was today years old when I discovered this. I think I assumed everything I was watching as a child was also being watched by children worldwide. I would sit there like, I wonder if children in Africa also have a crush on the mannequin in today's special. Jeff Hislop as I live and breathe. Early on in my relationship with Evan, I remember making a casual joke about pokeroo, as you do. And I'll never forget, he just like stared at me blankly, so confused. He was like, what did you just say? And I remember thinking like, fuck, this will never work. We're too different. We're from two different worlds. But I digress. Here's Beyonce's Texas Hold'em. This ain't Texas. Ooh. Ain't no hold'em. Hey. So lay cards down, 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 down. So pocket legs. And here is the Franklin theme. Hey, it's Franklin. Coming over to play. And here is a mashup someone made on TikTok because that is what people on TikTok do. Okay, stop it. Stop it. No, no. This is a no for me, dog. Okay? This is not like what is this the first time that Gen Z is hearing a country song and they're like, oh, these two are the same. No. Yes, they're both giving like old country jamboree, but they don't sound the same. Franklin, don't sue. Okay, do not call your lawyer because Bay will fucking crush your shell. By the way, I was just watching the Franklin opening credits uh, while listening to the theme. Franklin was chic. Franklin's shell looks like a little corset. He's got his little, like, hipster bandana, his cute little cap. Ahead of his time. 
And the Franklin theme was a fucking banger, okay? Let's put that back on the charts. First Canadian turtle to top the country chart. Next, after Travis Swelsey's relationship figuratively and probably literally climaxed at the Super Bowl, they reunited in Sydney, where Taylor Swift was performing a series of record-breaking sold-out shows. And on their one day off together, they went to the zoo. Listen, I don't want to sound like a cynical old animal hater, but I have not been able to stop thinking about this since I saw the like weird helicopter paparazzi pictures of them together at the Sydney Zoo. My first general question, I'm throwing this out to the group, is, is the zoo a hot destination for couples? Okay, and listen, I have a zoo membership. I'm not anti-zoo. I take my kids all the time. And every time I do, I clock the couples who are like holding hands and out for a date at the zoo. Like, you know, canoodling and kissing at the chimpanzee cage. I always think, like, is this a romantic way to spend your day? Maybe. I don't know. I never did it as a childless adult. I never adult zooed. But perhaps I should have. Maybe I missed out. I don't know. And then you just add in the pure exhaustion factor, which I never stop thinking about. Anytime I see Taylor Swift out for dinner, I'm like, what are we? I could barely make it to a casino night and I performed absolutely no sold out stadium shows. So how does she do it? And I think about these two people who have not just performed at the highest level on record breaking stages. They have then flown 16 hours around the world and they still have it in them to throw on shorts and sneaks and head out to the zoo? And by the way, this was Taylor Swift's second day at the zoo, okay? She went the day before between her sold-out shows to the zoo and then brought Travis immediately upon his arrival. Like, he walked out of the private jet and she took him to the zoo. What happened at that zoo? I mean, like, part of me thought, well, what would I do in Sydney, you know, if I was there with the love of my life, you know, I'd probably go see the opera house, walk around the harbor. We'd sort of like get a coffee, eat, explore. They can't really do that, I guess, right? Like the zoo is a safe, contained place. I'm sure they got a private tour and had security guards. I I assume they got to like cuddle with all the koalas they damn well pleased. And so I guess I understand, you know, that they are metaphorically speaking, trapped in a cage of their own fate living their own life of captivity, unable to walk freely like the rest of us. So they went to the zoo. But again, I say, why the zoo? Why not hole up in your $40,000 a night Sydney hotel room and just like order room service and make love? You know, isn't that better than the zoo? I can feel my mentions getting hot. Listen, if I missed out on romance at the zoo, please tell me, okay? Maybe Evan and I will spend our 10-year anniversary together just in the sweltering heat, eating popcorn and looking at giraffes. Finally, last week I watched J-Lo's Citizen Kane, This Is Me Now, A Love Story. 
But an hour of J-Lo dancing on a green screen wasn't enough. So this week, she blessed us with an hour and a half long documentary about the making of This Is Me Now, a love story called The Greatest Love Story Never Told, which is supposed to be about how she made the film, but is secretly a documentary about how in love Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are. And let me tell you, this is what I wanted all along. (laughs) This is what I've wanted for 20 years. Don't even bother watching the visual album phonies, okay? I know you're dumb and busy. Just watch this, please. I was sliving for every moment. Oh, Jason would have been so proud of me for dropping in a sliving. First of all, I love a music doc, okay? Loved the JLo Netflix documentary Halftime. I've seen Miss Americana twice, maybe three times. Loved Renaissance, Homecoming, Lady Gaga's Five Foot Two, all of them. You name it. I love seeing a pop star with no makeup, sweating in a dance studio with a crop top, then getting a massage in her trailer talking about her dreams and fears. I live for that shit. This documentary has all of that, okay? First, J-Lo is makeup-free in most of the film, and uh, I took some notes while watching it because I knew I would be talking to you about it. The note I wrote says, J-Lo without makeup, dear God. (laughs) That's all I wrote. It's absurd how stunning she looks. She's like in her 50s. She looks unreal with not a stitch of makeup and like a messy bun. It's not fair. You know, why do I look like Ed Sheeran with no makeup and she looks like J-Lo? Plus, I understand this is J-Lo propaganda, okay? I realize she self-funded it. She produced it. Ben Affleck is literally the one doing her interview, okay? Like the talking head interviews throughout the documentary are being filmed, physically filmed by Ben Affleck behind the camera, and he is the one asking the questions. So we're not going to uncover anything that they don't want us to uncover in this documentary, but they give us just enough. There are so many scenes in their kitchen, in their office, with like Ben's Academy Awards in the background and their framed wedding photos on the shelves. Like, I love that shit. That's why I love Architectural Digest home tours. But this is like an Architectural Digest home tour with them doing stuff in the home. We're like getting that glimpse into their lives, which I love. We also get Ben's take on all of it, starting with why they broke up and how he's approaching them getting back together the second time. Listen to this. When Shen and I broke up for the catalyst for that was this massive amount of scrutiny around our private life. We bought a Bentley and drove around town with it. You know, it's like, yeah, take pictures of us. It wasn't that. We just, we were just like celebrating our lives and our love. I had a very firm sense of boundaries initially around like the press. While Jen, I don't think objected to it in the, in the way I did. I very much did object to it. Getting back together, I said, listen, one of the things I don't want is a relationship on social media. And then I sort of realized it's not a fair thing to ask. It's sort of like, you know, you're going to marry a, a boat captain and you go, well, I don't like the water, you know. We're just two people with kind of different approaches trying to learn to compromise. Ah, I love it so much. 
They're cuddling and kissing throughout the movie. They're joking together. Like, he's constantly just there supporting her. Like, she's spending $20 million of her own money on this movie. She's always going to Ben with, like, questions about the script or about wardrobe. Or at one point, she tells him she's, like, doubting it. She thinks it sucks. She sucks. And he's always telling her, like, it doesn't. You're amazing. You can do it. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, and this is so embarrassing, but I couldn't help but thinking, this is me and Evan. This is me and Evan now. This is me and Evan now. I see myself as them, okay? I am constantly telling Evan, like, I am, I, I suck. This is going to be so bad. This is going to fail. He's always the one lifting me up, supporting me. Evan also doesn't want any part in any of this shit, okay? He doesn't want to be on my social media. He doesn't want me to make jokes about him in my stand-up special, which I do throughout. He barely wants to appear on this podcast to talk about the Scandinavian sleep method, but he does because he married me, right? Like, he's in it now. We're in this together. I am the boat captain now. So get your ass in the water. So much of them I saw in us. Last night, I'm literally weeping in our kitchen, which, by the way, basically the same as Ben and JLo's, just like one-tenth the size with zero of the marble and gold. But I'm in my kitchen I'm crying. I'm I'm just like, there's some production things I'm really worried about, about the special. I'm saying to Evan, like, I'm scared. I can't do it. I'm going to let everyone down. And he was just there for me, talking me through it, supporting me. He's my Ben, minus the millions of dollars and the alcohol problem. And also, sorry, Evan, I know I've discussed this before on this podcast. I'm just going to say it again. I am deeply attracted to Ben Affleck, like old damaged ass Ben Affleck does it for me every damn time. The one thing that they talk about often in this doc is the fact that they broke up because of the media pressure, okay? See my theory on Travis Swelsey in the past two mini bangers, but that they were always meant to be together. Listen to this. We're totally different people now, and we're the same, and we have the same love. 100%. Like, I'd never fallen out of love with you. I had just put it over here. I'm just saying, if Evan and I had our kids and our life and it didn't work out, and then he got back together with his college girlfriend and made a movie about how in love they were and how they had always been in love and how happy they are now that they're back together, I'd be over here with our damn kids like, okay, so what was I? Just the 10-year mistake in between? Like, how does Jennifer Garner feel about being that blip in the middle of the greatest love story never told? Finally, as I mentioned, I love a pop star having an emotional breakdown in a dance studio or a gym. In the scene I'm going to play for you, J-Lo, in her sweatpants, in her home gym, delivers what is essentially the America Ferrera Barbie monologue, okay, now basically an Academy Award-nominated monologue, about how exhausted she is, how guilty she feels for missing Ben Affleck's air movie premiere, and how she just can't do it all. Listen to this. My husband's away at his... <sighs> premiere, and I'm really sad. I wasn't there with him this weekend. He got great reviews. He just wondered, like, is it worth it? I don't know. 
in tears watching this part, okay? Because I have this breakdown weekly. Don't we all? I'm always feeling like I'm not a good enough mother and I'm I'm not doing my best, you know, at my work and I can't be there for my husband. And when my mom is in town, I don't spend enough time with her. Like I am never enough. I constantly feel that way. And so it just felt good knowing that one of the biggest pop stars on earth, a millionaire with J-Lo monogrammed floors and a damaged hunk of a rich husband is just like us. In conclusion, the greatest love story never told out now on Amazon Prime is the greatest love story that has finally been told. And I need you to watch it. I need to, This is your assignment, phonies. Rarely do I assign homework here other than, you know, seven seasons of Selling Sunset. But today, consider it your duty to watch the greatest love story never told, a J-Lo documentary, okay? Because this is our Oppenheimer. Thanks, J-Lo. This is me now. And that's what I call music. News. Now that's what I call music. News. Which was also my one thing. can't wait to get to season two when I finally have some rules again on this podcast, okay? Left to my own devices, I'm just throwing segment jingles back to back. I'm sneaking things into my one thing. I have no rules. I am J-Lo making my own film with no one to tell me what works and what doesn't, okay? So season two, I'm going to tighten this shit up. Or not. Probably not. Season two is probably going to be the exact same as these mid-season bangers, okay? Just be warned. After the break, Ben Affleck and J-Lo would never have broken up in the first place if it wasn't for the pressure of the paparazzi. So I'm calling one. Cesar Pena is a New York City paparazzo who tells me everything I never knew about the art of taking celebrity photos. It is a mind-blowing conversation, and it's next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. We're back. And earlier in this episode, I talked about going out to a hot spot. And Whenever I go to a hotspot in L.A., which is always, <laughs> there are usually paparazzi camped outside of the exit, like ready and poised to take photos of celebrities on their way out. And every time when I walk out, they're always visibly disappointed. It's like size and cameras being put away. So I've always wondered, how does it all work? How do the paparazzi know where a famous person is going to be, when they're going to walk out of the restaurant, which celebrities call them to tip them off. How much money can they make off of a single photo? These are things that I've always wondered. So it's time to phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I phoned Cesar Pena, who's known as the positive paparazzi because he's respectful of the celebrities he encounters, and they seem to love him for it. He really does cultivate relationships with all of them so he can get the best shots. He's been working as a paparazzi for over 18 years. He's shot pictures of every famous person you can name. And when I placed this call to his New York City number, I never expected him to answer in the middle of a celebrity stakeout. Enjoy. Hello? Caesar, what's going on, Jesse? Oh, hello! <laughs> I am so happy to talk to you. Thank you for taking my call. Anytime, anytime. Couldn't wait to hear from you. I couldn't wait to hear from you. I have been trying to talk to somebody in your line of work for so long, and when I found you, I was so excited that you were willing to talk to me. I'm always willing. I got nothing to hide. Yes. Okay, good, because I want you to name names today, Caesar. Do you understand? We're going there, okay? <laughs> okay, we're going there. We're going there. And I do imagine that the summertime is particularly busy in New York City where you work. Are you on a stakeout right now? Are you parked outside of the Olsen Twins apartment? trying to catch a shot of that new secret baby anything that's top story in new york city i'll be there okay so when you say there like let's go there so ashley olsen it was just revealed she had a baby nobody knew she was expecting she lives in new york city i'm sure you know where she lives so how do you go there how do you try to get that shot the way i'll go about trying to get the first shots i usually go for a stakeout and just pretty much wait it out you know sometimes i can wait up to like 24 hours to see if the husband is there or Ashley comes out, even without the baby, you know. Yes. It's time consuming, but it's worth it at the end. Oh, my God. Okay. I want to know why it's worth it, how worth it it is. We are going to dive deep. But that's something that you would be doing, like, next. Like, you might go there after this call. Absolutely. I actually have somebody waiting over there <gasps> as we speak. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have, okay. Okay. I have so many questions for you. First of all, when you started... In the early 2000s, that was peak paparazzi culture. That was Paris and Lindsay stumbling out of clubs and Britney shaving her head. What was the highest price for a photo you could have been paid at that time? Think about this. It, it was no social media. At the time, 
if you wanted to know anything about your favorite celebrities, it was through Entertainment Tonight or something like that, you know? Right. Um, and all that is staged. So people really wanted to see the realness with the celebrities. So our lands were the only way you're, you're, you had access to any celebrity that you wanted to see. But now with social media, you can have access all the time with the, you know your favorite celebrities. Right. So at that time, what was like the photo that you were going for? What would be like the pinnacle of paparazzi photos in terms of who, what, how much money you could make? Paris Hilton was one of the biggest money makers at the time. I mean, she could sneeze and you'll make like $5,000, $2,500. Like it was, it was that serious with her. Like back in the day, it was crazy. Oh my God. Britney Spears. I mean, people retired off of Britney Spears money. Stop. Yes. Stop. There's probably five to 10% of the guys that actually work Britney Spears that's still doing this business. A lot of those people were making $500,000, $600,000 a year off of Britney Spears. It's, I'm just, <laughs> I can't, I can't, that is unreal. Okay, so unreal. that said, you told me you're going to go there, Caesar. What is the highest you've been paid for a photo? One of my highest paid jobs I've done in this business was high six figures. So wow. I don't know if you remember, I, you're going to remember because I know you're up on the, all the pop okay. culture stuff. Okay, hit me, hit <laughs> So me. you're going to remember it. So Jay-Z, Beyonce, Solange coming off the elevator, Solange beating up Jay-Z. Yeah. And I I got the first video coming off the elevator. No, you did. At the time I didn't know. I did. I had exclusive (gasps) first video, first pictures of them coming off the elevator. And everything after the elevator, you know, they had the video of them, you know, doing all all the the, what they were doing on that elevator. And then Everything after that was all me and my partner at the time. And we made six figures off of that. Wasn't he like holding his face? Didn't Jay-Z look like, like, I remember that post elevator shot. I was mad. Jay-Z at the time knew who we were. So Uh he used to give us shots all the time and him holding his face. I'm like, what is he trying to block his face? What's going on here? (gasps) So when he, uh, we didn't know. Right. You had no idea. No clue. Right. No clue. And now we both know, Caesar. sometimes shit goes down when there's a billion dollars on an elevator. Exactly. Exactly. But you thought you just got a shot of Beyonce, Solange, and like a weird shot of Jay-Z holding his face. Absolutely. And then they got an opposite, you know, different car. So Beyonce got in the car with Solange and Jay-Z. He jumped in a Tesla. So I was like, I've never seen him in a Tesla before. So I, I was like, that's weird as well. But... At the time, I didn't think of none of that. I just, I just thought, okay, they're going to separate cars. Jay Z's holding his face. He's probably not feeling it that night. So it's whatever, you know. We got the good shots of them coming out. Sure, we're gonna sell that. We're gonna sell that. That probably would have went for five hundred to six hundred dollars at the time. Okay. Um, about two days later, my sales rep calls me up and uh-huh. was like, "Um, Caesar, were you guys the only ones to shoot Jay Z and Beyonce with salons coming out of the hotel?" And I was like, mm, there was a couple of paparazzis there, but they shot side angles. So we're the only ones that center mass the shots coming out of the hotel. And they were like, Caesar, everybody in the world want that video and pictures. You'll oh. see your sales just go crazy. And it literally went crazy. I'm talking about probably 15 to 20 pages worth of just sales. Oh. Just constant. Bing, bing, bing. 
So it's like equivalent to a slot machine when you hit the slot. Oh and it was my like, God. Bing, bing, bing. That's how it was. That's oh, how it was. Real. And, yep. And, yep. and so, so you said you have a sales rep. So when you take a photo, how do you get paid for that? You put it up on a site and then everybody, like, can you just explain that to me? So the breakdown is this. So if I shoot, like right now, I'm going to throw it in the universe. Okay. I just shot Axley Olsen with the new baby. Got the first... Just got the first shots. Yeah. Just got it. So I'll upload it to um, the company. The name is Splash. Splash uh-huh. News. Right. Yes. So they're, they're my um, agency. So yeah. we have an agency. I'll upload it to them. I'll make a phone call. I'll tell them, you know, the exclusivity of the uh, pictures and video. Yeah. And they'll, they'll hold it. And once they hold it, They'll go to the highest bidders. They'll set the stage, right? They'll put the pictures and video up and they'll say, okay, whoever wants it, highest bidder. And sometimes that thing could rev up to uh, about probably like twenty, thirty thousand dollars probably for that shot. Oh my God. And then the more people want to use it, the more people purchase it. Okay. Let's say page six yes. won the bid for twenty five thousand, right? Uh-huh. After they win the bid. It comes with like 12 hours because of the exclusivity. 12 hours, they're the only ones in the world yes. that can use it for 12 hours. Uh, After the 12 hours, then, you, you know, the prices start going down, like 2000 3000 but everybody can use it after that. Got After the 12 it. hours. Got it. So technically, if somebody wanted to post that picture today for like a throwback story, you would still get paid for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, you're getting better residuals than these SAG actors. I'll tell you that much. Woo. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. How have the payouts changed over the years in terms of the big shots? Like what is the average payday for a photo now versus people retiring off of Britney? Oh my God. It's sense. It's sense. Really? I mean, once social, yeah, once social media came in, I mean, it, it did a number to our business. Um, you know, you got to really think outside the box to make any kind of money nowadays. Yeah. Because if you see a lot of like, let's say the Daily Mail, if you see uh, go on the Daily Mail, they use a lot of Instagram photos and videos mm-hmm. and that's free for them. So that's all revenue. You right. know, that's all ads for them. So they don't have to pay us no more. It takes more work to make more money now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back in the day, I, I'm talking like anybody could come out of the building and you'll make $2,000, $3,000. Now that's not the case at it's- all. Right. It's not like the wild, wild west anymore where like a Lindsay Lohan vagina shot is going to make you rich. Yeah. And speaking of which, you don't take those shots, right? You call yourself a positive paparazzi. What does that mean? So positive paparazzi, I I work with a lot of celebrities um, because they see my work throughout the years. And I mean, I've turned down so many shots. I'm talking drunk shots. I'm talking about, you know, crotch shots that, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, you know, a dress slip, right? And I'm still videotaping. Yeah. So I have to edit. I usually edit it out before then, but they'll be like, Caesar, I know, I know you're going to edit that, right? Like, right. they'll look at me and they'll be like, you're going to edit that, right? And I'm like, of course, you know, uh. you know, you gotta, you know, ask me, you know, so I've been doing that for a long period of time. And, you know, you get the smiles out of the celebrities, you know, you get that. You get that look like, oh, it's Caesar. So I'm going to give you the shot, you know? So I, I, I've i been, you know, uh, I, I've got a lot of exclusive shots that way. You know, Justin Bieber, first ring shots. You know, he saw it was just me and my partner. He's like, you know what? I'm going to give you the shot, Caesar, you know? And they came up the building and they and they gave me the ring shot. You With know, the they gave us the ring? shot. 
with the engagement ring. Wow. That went for that went for a nice, you know, fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars right there, and wow. just because of uh, you know our relationship. Because you do have a lot of relationships with celebrities. They seem to love you. They're always in all your videos. They're saying, hi, Caesar. What's up, Caesar? <laughs> like, you know them. You know their family. That's yep. part of the game. That's part of my game. But yeah. it's, it's just it's just the way I want, you know, people to treat me if I was in their shoes. You mm. know, and, I, I, and that's the way I attack my business. You know, it's such a negative business. You know, most of the people, you know, in my business, they, they don't care. I mean, they'll they'll. You know, you fall on the floor, that's that's big, a big shot for them. You smiling, you not smiling, they, they don't care, you know? Right. Me, I, I, I took it upon myself to go down the path of just treating people the way I want to be treated, you know, and, and staying positive, you know, and, and, and getting that smile out of the celebrities. Yeah. What do you think about, because obviously you, you said like a lot of, you know, there, there is this idea that a lot of paparazzi are sleazy. They're invading celebrities' privacy. Do you feel like paparazzi are misunderstood or do you think that there are some who are still that way? I mean, there, there's some that, that's still that way, but yeah. you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I set the precedence of just doing it the right way. And, and, you know, a lot of the paparazzis nowadays look up to me. So a lot of them change their ways, but you still have those that's, you know, stuck to their ways and they do their job the way they see fit. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I, of course, you know, I, 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 I kind of shun them away from what I do. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it's part of the business, you know, I, I, you know, even with celebrities, you know, like some celebrities are, are not nice, you know, and, and, you know, I, I look at them and I'm just, you know, I don't want to cover them, you know, mm-hmm. some celebrities, they, you know, they they do, just don't want to be shot. So I, you know, I totally avoid that. Okay, let's go there because you have photographed so many celebrities. I have so many questions about them. But, you know, you have Ashley Olsen's new baby to shoot. So I don't want to keep you all day. I want to make you answer these as quickly as possible. I am calling this Celebrity Snapid Fire. Celebrity Snapid Fire. Get it? Let's go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like okay, it. Okay, let's like go. It. Let's go. As fast as you can. Tell me Got this. It. Which celebrity is the hardest to work with? Ooh, Beyonce. Oh, why? She just does not want to be seen nowadays. It, uh, it's, she's probably one of the toughest shots at the moment right now to get. Who is the rudest? Who is swearing at you, slamming car doors in your face? Alec Baldwin. Oh, well, he's he's been through some things. Yeah. Has a celebrity ever absolutely lost it on you? Let me tell you something. I'm 6 to 200 and I lost weight. So at the time, <laughs> 275 pounds. Uh-huh. I, most, of, most of celebrities kind of stay away. That's <laughs> fair. Know? That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Has anyone ever asked you to delete a photo? Absolutely. Travis Scott. Oh, and did you? I actually did because I know people from his camp. And they was like, Caesar, please, you know, um, can you delete that? And you know what's funny? Travis Scott has this kind of image he has yeah. to keep. Yeah. He, he's very, like, stern. And yeah. the, the video was him smiling and having a good time. And he wanted oh, me to delete that. my God. <laughs> I thought, like, was he out with someone it. he shouldn't have been? Was he with his kid? No. no, he was smiling. Smiling, having a good time. Wow, yeah, Kick, no. Giggling. That's giggling is not on brand for Travis Scott. No. No. Wow. Okay. Which celebrity has changed the most over the years? I'll say Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because of the motherhood, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Uh, she was very playful at first. Um, she's more serious now. Ah. But when she sees me, she still looks at me like a little brother. So she gives me, you know, she gives me the big smile and everything still. Oh, and I mean, <laughs> please, a Rihanna pregnant fashion photo? That's got to make you some bank in 2023. Oh, my God. That's up there on my list. That's right? like, absolutely. Yeah, when she's wearing lingerie and nothing but a belly, like, you got to get that shot. And for you to know, maybe, possibly, she gave birth already. What? So maybe. <gasps> possibly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It feels like she's been pregnant for seven years. I mean, the Super Bowl yeah. feels like it was literally years ago. So I, I buy this information, Caesar. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, we've really no derailed our rapid fire. Do celebrity Sorry. bodyguards hate you? Not at all. Not at all. Oh. Me personally, I, I have a lot of great relationships with uh, celebrity bodyguards. That's what makes my job easier as well. Love that. Um, do you have you met Beyonce's hot new Renaissance bodyguard yet? No. Okay. No, scratch that. Never mind. Okay. Which celebrity makes you starstruck? Caesar? Anyone? Beyonce still? I, I was supposed to get so many photos with her. She's probably one of the only celebrities that covers so much that I don't have a photo with her. But Beyonce, I still get a little starstruck with Beyonce. I mean, that's Illuminati shit. I'd be starstruck too. <laughs> and, and that's how you play Celebrity Snap It Fire. Celebrity Snap It Fire. <laughs> Wait, yeah. No, I can't have you doing your own air horn sound effect. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so I now I have follow-ups. Are there any celebrities who will call you and ask you to take their photo? It's rare, but a few times um, I had Ariana Grande, you know, um, call me up. And just because, you know, we, we built a great relationship mm. and she trusts my eye and she trusts the fact that I'm going to do good by her, you know? So she called me a few times and, you know, we got the shots that we got of her. Yeah. She was really happy with it. That's interesting because I just heard that, like, Kim Kardashian has someone like paparazzi that she works with. She'll have them actually send her photos that she'll approve before they sell them. Have you heard that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I had to do that a couple of times with Kim as well. But she definitely has her own paparazzi that her go to paparazzi in our industry. We call her a paparazzi. So, so she's kind of like. She has the same kind of percentage I have as a paparazzi with different agencies. Um, a little higher, you know, what usually you I'm at 70%. What do you so mean? So I'm at 70%. I yeah. get 70% of, of revenue. She get about 80, 80% of revenue does? On, on, on her own shots. Yes. Wait, what? What do you mean? She takes them herself? No. So she has a photographer with her and she's, uh, the photographer sends it in, but she had, she gets 80% of revenue. Off of her that, own photographs? Absolutely. It doesn't happen every single time that yeah. you see the photos out there, but <gasps> when you see the solo, like solo shots and kind of exclusive shots of her, she gets a large percentage of those shots. Absolutely. Uh, it goes to her pockets. I had no idea. Wow. And, and she's a about, boss like, of all bosses. She's the boss. She's making money the off boss. of everything. 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 Do you, do you, I, I know you had a, like sort of an agreement with Gigi Hadid. Is that true? Is that kind of like the Justin Bieber situation? She'll give you shots. So the deal with Gigi Hadid, um, we never shoot her with her baby, right? Uh -huh. Um, she spoke to me and my partner and she just literally was like, listen, I'll give you all the shots you want. Like literally I'll go inside my house, drop the baby off, 
come right out and we'll, we can take all the shots you want. Just never shoot me with my baby. Wow. And I'm like, I'm a father of two. So I understood. And she wanted to know more about my babies. And and we we actually got a, a great bond off of that. Just us talking about that. Wow. And we know now, anytime she's with a baby, she even introduced the baby to me. She's like, look, at this is the good paparazzi. Look at it. You know, and then we just said, said hi. She gave me a little high five, the little one. But that's the way we work. You know, you you want to have these kind of relationships because there's certain times that she's wearing something that's super valuable. Mm -hmm. And guess what? She's going to come out. She's like, Caesar, you're here. All right. I I'm going to give you this shot, you know, yes. and that's happened time and time again as well. And that's, I think, a misconception, too, about paparazzi, that celebrities don't want you to take their pictures. You are a vital part of that celebrity ecosystem, right? A lot of celebrities love the fact that we take their photos. Because guess what? They're going to have that million-dollar day with, let's say, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, mm. and a lot of these companies because they want to see them walking in the streets wearing their stuff because now they see visually they look really good in their stuff. Prime example, Katie Holmes. A long time, she didn't have work, and we took pictures of her for years after years. And guess what? She was getting brand deals. She was getting uh, so many clothing deals. And I mean, the list goes on and on. Yes. And it was definitely due for, it was us. It was us that literally kind of pulled that. I remember when the Katie Holmes New York shot was like the shot to get. The shot to get. And wow. she was making millions off those shots. Millions off of brand deals. Off of modeling gigs. And she's not a model. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. But they see her wearing the, you know, the, the big baggy jeans. The yes, clothing, I you remember. Know, the, yeah. 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 Oh, that's so interesting. So if you aren't getting called by the celebrity, how do you know where someone is, where they're going to be out? Like, are you getting tips from hostesses, doormen, flight attendants? Like, who helps you out? So I branded myself for a long time as being positive and yeah. doing my job very well. So, yes. and, and that's not only towards the celebrities, right? It's the doormen, it's the drivers, and mm. it's their, their right-hand man, it's their handlers. Yeah. I mean, dog walkers. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on. Even security guards, you know, a few security guards call me up too, you know, because, you know, they see that they want their clients to be out there. And not only their clients, they want to be put out there. Yeah. They want to be pictured next yeah. to the celebrities because guess what? That's, they get contracts with other celebrities. Right. So everything goes hand in hand out here, you know? Yeah, it all feeds into the same ecosystem. That's It's so Absolutely. true. How has paparazzi work changed in 2023? Like, I'm exhausted trying to keep up with who's famous. I read a list a couple of weeks ago on this podcast of the top 10 most famous Gen Z singers. I didn't know a single one of them. How do you know <laughs> who's like popping off on TikTok or who to photograph? Let's see, I'm 45 years old, right? <laughs> yes. I'm not knowing none of these people either. So what works for me, though, my photographer is 22 years old. Oh, right? helpful, yes. So helpful, so helpful. And, and, and he rejuvenates, you know, this love for uh, for this game, you know, yeah. that I've been playing for 18 years. Is there anyone that you're like, enough already? Like, Hailey Bieber, I've <laughs> seen your belly button seven <laughs> times this week. Is there anyone that you're like, we're good? <laughs> um... Can't say. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna keep that under wraps. Okay, but there okay. are some. 
there are some out there that I'm like, all right, enough is enough. You no, know, but I can't. I, yeah, like go home. You know, yeah. but but I can't say who they are. I can't. No, I, you're I a positive can't. paparazzi. <laughs> I'm positive paparazzi. Up there hiding in the bushes when Katy Perry is on vacation, photographing Orlando Bloom naked on a paddleboard. Not that I've looked at those shots. <laughs> How many times, Jesse? How many times? Not that it's on my most recent Google history. <laughs> never. I would never. That's a good Caesar. Before I let you go, stake out the newborn Olson. I want to get a little. Oh, please. Yeah, you got it. No, he's getting a call. He's getting a call. I am back. He's back. They're just giving me the update. They said nothing to see yet, so they just wanted to just keep me informed. Oh my uh, god, what's going on? But yeah, if they real see, time. If they see that baby come out, you got to hang up on this phone call and get your ass over there, okay? Yep, I'm 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 gotta go. I gotta okay. go. We're gonna okay. have to do a to be continued. <laughs> Caesar, I love this. I am on the stakeout with you. I'm like, uh, this is you are here with me. Oh, thrilling! You're here with me. <laughs> now I'm hoping that Ashley brings that baby home in the midst of this game, so that I can be, absolutely. you know, a part of that. Friends, yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Okay. All right, I want to tap into your vast encyclopedic knowledge of celebrities for a game I am calling most likely to. Most likely to. So I'm going to name some scenarios, Caesar, based on your first-hand celebrity interactions. You tell me who is most likely to. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. This is 18 years of experience. It all comes down to this game. <gasps> who is most likely to stop for a photo with a fan? Ariana Grande. Oh, be rude to a fan. Um, Alec Baldwin. Ooh, tell you to fuck off. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Give you a high five. Rihanna. Oh, take public transit. Uh, Ed Sheeran. Oh, uh, buy you a coffee. Buy me a coffee. Um, Ariana Grande. My God. Hey, footnote, what do you think of her scandalous divorce and hooking up with SpongeBob SquarePants? Ooh. Um, <laughs> it's her life. She's living it. She's a queen. She's a queen. Hey, how much would the first paparazzi photos of her and SpongeBob be worth? Estimate. Ooh, 20,000? 20, 20, okay. 20, 20 grand? Yeah. You got to get on that especially, too, Caesar. Especially if they're, you know, kissing. The more intimate they are, the more money you're going to make. So if they're holding hands, boom, you could, you could 10,000, right? Right. If they're kissing, you could add another probably 10,000 to that, right? So... More affectionate <sighs> shots, uh, especially the first ones, they go for an astronomical uh, amount of money. Absolutely. I mean, get that Olsen baby, get that SpongeBob kiss. You got to get that, Caesar. Let me tell you something. If, if, if she sees me, she's going to be like, Caesar, and I, I'm going to have to put my camera away. I mean, our relationship is way bigger than, than, than that shot. Mm, you are so different than what people think about a quote-unquote paparazzi, which is why I'm so happy to talk to you again we suck at rapid fire. We really derailed. Okay, we're going to get back on. We're going to get back on. Okay, who is most likely to stumble out of a nightclub at 5 a.m.? Um, at the moment right now, I will say maybe maybe Ed Sheeran, but you'll never see it. Oh, You'll never okay. see that shot because, again, he's one of my favorites. Okay. So People say that I look like Ed Sheeran without makeup. <laughs> so if you ever want me to just pose as him, no one would know. All right, who's most likely to sneak out the back door of the plastic surgeon's office? Ooh, I'll throw in there Christine Aguilera. 
Last but not least, who's most likely to be out with a different romantic partner every time you see them? Um, I would throw in Dua Lipa. Uh, yes. Dua. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's having a good time. Having a good time. She's with some older French man right now. <laughs> she was with the Hadid. She recently um, reposted my children singing her song, No Big Deal, yeah. Caesar. So we love, we love Dua Lipa. I, I love Dua Lipa. And that's how you play Most Likely 2. Most Likely 2. I don't just love Dua Lipa. I love Caesar. Oh, Jesse. I love you too, Jesse. Caesar Pena. You know, we're family now. We family. That's it. We're no, well, now we are. That's you it. shared your most intimate secrets. You've allowed me to sort of go on a stakeout with you. So I feel that we are connected for life. That's it. It's over. And, you know, whenever I'm in New York City, I'm going to let you take all the photographs you want of me. You can shoot my, my skirt. You can shoot my kids. Whatever you need, Caesar, you got it. When you come to New York, you're going to do an official ride along with 247 Paps. Oh. That's all I want in life. That's all I want in life. I'm literally going to book my ticket tomorrow just to make this happen. Caesar, Caesar is a fun follow <laughs> on Instagram phonies. Follow him at 247 Paps Official. Thank you so much. The positive paparazzi. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you so much. Caesar, if you ever take my photo, it could get you at least five Canadian dollars. So good luck getting that one. Good luck with the Ashley Olsen baby shot. I'll keep you updated. And go get those six figures. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, Jesse. Thank you so much, Jesse. Okay. Thank you, Caesar. Bye. Bye. Caesar Pena, the positive paparazzi who I will absolutely go on a ride along with. Okay, that is my dream. Unless we have to stay up past 11 because you know I can't do that. Thank you, Caesar. Also, I wanted to clarify, and he wanted me to clarify, that he was not looking to take photos of Ashley Olsen's baby. He's not trying to get, like, face pics of kids. He's respectful about that. He just wanted a shot of the parents returning from the hospital or taking the baby out in a stroller because he's the positive paparazzi. But I will say it looks like he never got the pics, okay? There are no photos of Ashley Olsen out with her baby of any kind. She has eluded our positive paparazzi for months now. She's probably hiding the baby under an impossibly chic oversized coat or just pop that baby in a venti Starbucks cup. And with that 2008 joke, that's our show. Thank you to Cesar Pena. Thank you to JLo and Ben, to the Sydney Zoo, to Pitbull's Walmart restaurant, and to you phonies for listening. Now I can go back to packing coats, boots, gloves, hats, and thermal underpants for my two days in Saskatoon. And because I am embarking on my Canadian adventure, I think we should leave you on a Canadian note. I can't wait to see you in Saskatoon, then Toronto. I'm going to channel J-Lo up on those stages. I really am. Have an amazing week, phonies. Next week is our final mid-season banger. So we'll talk then. Bye. Friend was created by our mommy Jesse Crookson. The executive producers are Jesse Crookshank and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perra. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone a Friend is part of the Acast Creator Network. Credits are by us.
Raggedy and Real Gatika were her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening. Okay, see you next week. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.